Um, I would occasionally steal my mom's warm fuzzy socks because I didn't have any warm fuzzy ones. I have a question. Uh, At what point do warm fuzzy socks just become slippers? I don't know. Warm fuzzy socks just make my feet cold because they get all sweaty. Yeah, I have that problem too, actually. Like if it if if it's like not actually cold outside, and I, by cold I mean like below freezing. I know this might be an alien concept to you desert dwellers, but like there there is like this time point where it gets cold and you do need warm socks, but like ninety eight percent of the time you don't need fuzzy socks. No, it gets like super cold in the desert, right? Yeah, but it does. not all the it time. It does get cold. <laughs> it gets cold at night. Like, you'd be surprised how cold it gets at night. Because the sun is what gives us all the heat, right? Is is it like, like mi- minus 35? No. Okay, then it's not that but cold. But it does get below freezing. <laughs> oh, before below freezing. Well, your little toes will get cold when it's below freezing. And then that's when the fuzzy socks work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's not wrong. Yeah. You do have a point. I, I do like, I genuinely think though, it's like if your foot doesn't fit in your shoe while you're wearing the sock, is it really a sock? Because I've seen some fuzzy socks that are just like so thick and floofy and fluffy and ridiculous and over the top that they stop being usable as socks. I have a pair of those. Yeah. Yeah. So are I, those socks or are those slippers? I don't know. They're not really either. They're kind of just. Um, Foot warmers? <laughs> yeah. They're both socks and also slippers at the same time. And they have like yeah. little animals on them and they're super cute. You can walk around my in problem, them. My problem with socks like that though is like uh, you walk around and then like anything that, that your socks pick up from the ground is now stuck in those socks and you just can't get it out. Yeah, little brooms. And then you just have like dust bunnies that you're carrying around. I have that problem with my own hair. Like my, my hair kind of gets everywhere because I got so much of it. Oh, me and too. I have really, really, really thick hair. And so like I have to sweep my apartment like, I don't know, four or five times a week just to get my hair off the ground sometimes. And like if I wear even remotely like wool socks or socks that have any kind of grab to them, I'll just be like walking around with like mats of my own hair if I don't sweep constantly. <laughs> I wonder which one of us has more hair. Well... Assuming that my head wasn't half shaved. <laughs> your, your head's half shaved? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Didn't no you get idea. undercut? Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, going back tomorrow and I'm going to shave off even more and also do something fun that I haven't told anybody what I'm doing yet. Ooh, hi. <laughs> will, will it be done before or after this podcast releases? Before. Well, then you could say it on this podcast. <laughs> I could, couldn't I? You could, theoretically. Theoretically, but then what if it doesn't work out, and then it's like a fake announcement? Uh, then, then we'll just have to announce another announcement, like the fact that this is the uh, 15th episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. 15? This is 15, yeah, we've done 15 of these. I That's a lot. the 14th. Apparently it happened. I hope it was good. But um, this is for April 24th, 2022. I'm blind and I'm hosting, and I'm joined by Suey. How are you today? Uh, just woke up, but I'm great. Please give the full report on the current amount of goldfish crackers that are sitting in front of you. Um, they're actually behind me. Next and, to you, um, near you. I'd say a quarter full. Summon a subway. We, we, we need another box to keep you filled. Uh, Jess, <laughs> how are you? Who's also here? Um, I also just woke up. 
So I'm a little out of it, but I'm here. I've been awake since European cars went really fast this morning because the, today was qualifying for F1. So, you know, I've been awake since before the sun came up. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're here and we're, we're talking about I, apparently um, socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is the Alcyon Frequency podcast where we talk about video games and uh, other various adjacent topics. But uh, the the adjacent topics section is often partially my favorite. So since I wasn't on last week's episode and Sui was, how did things go without me? Uh, they were all right, you know. Was it all right? Um, did you guys behave yeah. yourselves? <laughs> yeah, I think we were pretty good. I think we were all right. Um. <laughs> Uh, Arch and I had fun kind of bickering a little bit, if I remember right. You guys behaved, I would say. I mean, I, I edited yeah. the thing, so I do know what happened. It was just, you know, I wasn't present, yeah. which is kind of weird. It was a little weird not having you be the host. Like, FG did a great job. Oh, yeah, But sure. it was a little bit weird because, you know, I'm just used to you being the host at this point. Am, am I that... Am I a good host? I don't actually know. I don't know because, like, you and FG are the only hosts I've ever experienced. I've never been on another podcast. So it's like, honestly, I have a really small sample size to go off of. So my data is extremely skewed. I don't, I don't know if I'm a good host because I've been on, I've guest hosted on one podcast twice. And I've been, and I've, I've had four individual podcasts now and i've been the host of all of them because i've started all of them so <laughs> i yeah I, I also don't have a very large sample size me neither i don't really listen to podcasts so i don't have any sample size although i will say i finally listened to like the first two episodes that i wasn't a part of so i'm only like you know 10 episodes behind at this point so full disclosure i i didn't listen to last week's episode i i mean at the rate I'm going, I'll, I'll hear it in like three months. That's not I'll let too you know bad. how it went. <laughs> to be fair, 15 episodes of a podcast that's approximately two hours long for most episodes is a hefty amount of backlog to work through. That's true. This is maybe the most meta opening of a podcast I think that we've done. <laughs> it's like Halcyon Frequency reviews the Halcyon Frequency podcast. <laughs> yes, so... It's pretty good, but there's the occasional time. Time where? The occasional time where they just go off on tangents and nobody I feel like the likes that. Three of us that, actually you know? go off on tangents a lot. Like maybe we just have nothing to talk about, and so we just <laughs> Is you know <laughs> we we have a lot to talk about. So that's why we go on tangents. I thought that's why people go on tangents is because there's a lot to discuss. Or like, when there's nothing to discuss, I don't, you know, like, just like the, the the density of Suey's goldfish box. <laughs> Dude, you guys start talking about tangents, and my brain just goes math, math. Remember when you took calculus? No, actually, do tell. Um, I really don't remember it that well because it was a very long time ago. <laughs> I, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats going, I haven't finished my trigonometry homework. And then I go, wait, it's 2022. I haven't been in high school for like a decade. Oh, like, that's yeah. the worst. I have yeah. dreams all the time that I need to graduate high school, but I forgot to go to class. And 
for like I a can't whole year. High school. Yeah. yeah. Or college. It's either college or high school. Like, Dude, you know. <laughs> I have just... them with choir. I'm not even in choir. I haven't been in choir since high school. But I keep having dreams that suddenly there's a choir concert. I haven't been to any of the classes. I have no idea what the songs are. And I just have to go up there and be like, eh, da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, it's the best you song. Have the solo yeah <laughs> I, I i have dreams where it's just like thing that i remember doing as a little kid and it's I, I guess it's just like my brain working through something probably but it's like things that i had to do as a little kid that i haven't thought about in ages and then like i'll wake up and forget most of the dream because i don't generally remember t- my dreams too long after i'm awake but i'll be stuck on that thing that I had to do when I was a kid for like the next two days and I won't be able to really think about anything else even though I don't really remember the context of the dream itself so if it's like I failed to pass a test or something or I missed homework or I lost something and then it's just like the next three days I'm like man remember homework (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm glad I don't have that anymore I yeah, no, have it. No, I have just... too much. I'm so behind. Help me. Oh, to be young again. Dude, I am so done doing homework. I'm so burnt out. I'm ready to, like, make money for my efforts. Cause... I have a solution. Huh? Finish school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm two months out. Yay! Wow. Yeah. Two months out, man. That blows <laughs> my mind, because I remember when we first met... And you were, like, freshman or something. Yeah, I was a brand new college student when we met. That's crazy. I I have an audience (laughs) member who was just starting med school around the time I started streaming, and that was around the time he started watching me. He's now a heart surgeon, and it's like, (laughs) you've gone from, like, starting med school to heart surgeon in the time no, that I've gone, video games. Yeah, in the time that I've gone from <laughs> zero to like fifteen thousand followers on Twitch, I'm like, who's just doing better things with their life? I'm gonna go have an existential crisis now. <laughs> I would like, not be able to handle the pressure of something like heart surgery, though. Like, I yeah, no, I could do eye doctor, or like you know something oh, else that's like higher rush. paid but like less. Oh, I worked in the medical field for a while, and I know that it kind of depends on, like, where you're at, but it was just miserable, and I don't know. I wouldn't want to do it. Nope. My my, my experience uh, working by myself and working in various um, low-paying bad fields, uh, all I can say is I don't ever want to have a boss again, and if I ever end up in a situation where I have to work for somebody, I don't know how I would handle that. Wait, you don't have a boss? No. I just do what I want. <laughs> but I mean, you you have a like a dog, so that's your boss, right? Yeah. And, no, my cat. Oh, the cat the cat's in charge. The dog's the dog's the hired help, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I just now discovered that my dog likes carrots. Like <laughs> literally since we started recording this. <laughs> so, story time. Um Growing up, we we had a, a, a standard poodle named Allie. She was a very tall dog, a very pretty dog. And co- po- poodles are amazing animals because they're foldable. 
they're like large dogs, but they can like compact themselves to like the size of like a small plushie toy. So she she could go to, from being like a large dog to like curling up in the corner, and it's like, oh, you're like the size of a pug. Jeez, like they're all legs and they've got nothing else, so they just like curl up. But um, That's she how used my to dog is. <laughs> she used to eat blackberries off blackberry bushes. She would walk up to the blackberry bush and pick ba- like we'd be sitting there picking blackberries because there was blackberries all over the yard that I grew up in, and uh, she would just like walk up to the bush and just like do this weird like sticking her nose on the thing and like bite a berry off and eat it. She'd bite another berry off and eat it. She'd just sit there and like eat the berries because we'd yell at her if she'd try to eat them out of the bucket. Salentry <laughs> so just brought me some carrots and was like, look, Kuma eats them. And yeah, he's just sitting here staring at me asking for my baby carrots. Had no idea. I want to like say five, carrot- five years into owning this dog. I want to say that carrots like aren't act- are actually like pretty good for dogs. I, I remember reading that somewhere. <laughs> well, like aren't dogs, don't they have to get veg as well? Uh, they're not as much of an omnivore as we are, but yes. <laughs> I eat like I'm not an omnivore, though. Yeah, they're scavengers. I mean, I, I eat like a vegan, so. <laughs> I eat meat and bread. I, th- I, I thought you were going to say I eat meat and goldfish crackers. <laughs> I mean, goldfish crackers counts as a bread. They don't count as a meat, that's for sure. <laughs> Goldfish crackers, the newest meat on the store shelves. I I, I, I discovered a, a reason. If it's a meat, that's a It's <laughs> concerning. I, I, I discovered a reason to convince Bellinaire to go to TwitchCon NA one of these years. I found a oh. store in San Diego that sells two things, and it's named after the two things it sells, uh, root beer and beef jerky. Hmm. And that's all root that they. It's beer just and beef jerky. They sell root beer and jerky. That's that's okay. it. Okay. And it's this store that is entirely made up of super fancy craft root beer and super fancy handmade beef jerky made by local like jerky makers around California and Texas. That sounds so California across the U.S. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it sounds like anything, like the sort of store that you would see in like a hipster place, you know, where it's just like, yo, we sell one thing. It's like those stores that just sell hot sauce. It's like, how do you survive? Yeah. Well, we have a very specific audience. We've hit it. Yeah, no, I they, you wouldn't have something like that here, where I'm at in the middle of a farm town. Nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rent's probably cheaper, though. Oh, yeah, dude. Housing is so cheap here. Yeah, no, it's like if you're willing to live in the middle of absolute nowhere, you can. That's the only way to buy a house. It's area. probably, yeah, preferable because housing is insane. Yeah. No. Never going to own a house. It's not even an option. But I think uh, we're, we're, we're going to leave it on that note and take a real quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing this week. Or rather, Suey's going to talk about homework because that's what she's been doing this week. And I'm going to talk about games. And Jess is going to talk about games. So when we come right back after this short break, uh, we will continue on with the podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, my name is Arch from Arch Play Stuff, and you're listening to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. I'm not on this one, but if you want to catch me live on Twitch, you can at twitch.tv slash archplaystuff. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, episode 15. 
I'm blind, I'm hosting, and I'm joined by Sui and Wad Jess. And uh, we're going to talk about the, 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 the games that we've been playing this week. Um, Jess, talk to me about, I don't know, pick one from your list. Um, which one do you want to hear about? I don't know which one do you want to talk about. I want to talk about Tavern Master. That one's my favorite. Go nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this go goldfish crackers. I don't know. <laughs> I mean that works too. I don't sell goldfish crackers in my tavern, but I would if I could. I bet that would be a big hit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so I started playing Tavern Master this week because I didn't really have anything to play, and someone in my audience suggested I try it, and I put in a key request, and I got it, and. I was kind of like, eh, whatever, I'll give it a try. And I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> pleasantly surprised. I have just really been enjoying it. So basically, it is a tavern simulation and management game. You run a tavern. And basically, you have like a campaign mode. It's not really a campaign, but I call it campaign mode. You start with a basic tavern, you have to earn income. You have to improve it, expand it, offer more variety to your clientele, hire more staff, and just kind of make ends meet and just get everything flowing. You accommodate as many customers as possible within a day, and then at the end of the day, you'll see your report of your earnings and losses and um, how, how long it takes you to like, deliver food and deliver drinks, and you make changes from there. Um, it's definitely feels super early access like very 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 early access and i was confused at first because i went on steam and it's fully released and so at well like in air quotes fully released it's not marked as early access so my judgment of the game was kind of hindering on like hinging on this because i I was like, well, if this this is a fun game. It's a good concept. It, there's a good skeleton here, but if this is a full release, this is pretty bad. <laughs> but no, the 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 devlogs say that they're working on it, and most of my complaints are being addressed in the update that's coming soon. Things like the UI is super clunky and just really hard to navigate. Furniture's limited. The store is confusing, and it just needs expansion. Like the mechanics feel limited. But I'm I'm glad that it's it's being addressed soon. I'm like super excited. This was a good time to try it out because I get to reflect on it when the update comes out. Overall, so, I, I feel like it's it's a really approachable game. Like for someone who doesn't want like a super crazy tavern or tavern management. <laughs> if you don't want super crazy tavern management, but no, just management in general. So I, I'm a little bit confused because you're just like this is the one that I really enjoyed, and then you make a big list of things that are really bad about it what makes it good yeah you know so (laughs) while i was playing it i was just like there are so many things about this that aren't good but gosh i can't stop playing i played it for three days in a row yes that's me with rune factory (laughs) five i played it three days in a row and my chat had to like beg me to take breaks and like go take care of myself i was just like i gotta work on my tavern (laughs) and so the first day that i tried it was just kind of like the day where you dive in and you're just like oh this is bad this is bad this works this is not great and then after that my stream i was reflecting and i went and checked steam and saw that 
the um, announcements that the devs had for it just plan to address these things. And so, like, now I'm really hyped. Like, it's... It was it was pain that I can live with because I know that I can experience the changes and enjoy them, hopefully. Interesting. Well, it sounds like a kind of a weird product. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's it's a game that I've been aware of for a while, and just I don't know. I I, I think I'm kind. Of, I've I've moved to a point in my life where if I see. Uh, a concept that I've played before that isn't doing anything particularly different than game I've played in past. I'm just gonna skip it. And I've yeah, played I feel tavern that. management games, and I've played game development management games, and I've I've played an arcade simulator. I've played hospital management games, and I just looking at it like there's nothing here that really makes it look unique to me. So. It's, it's missing straight up some pizzazz. Just reminded me of um, like playing The Sims and just designing a house. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. There's definitely an appeal there. Yeah, it, I, I guess for me it was kind of that the, the, the part where you actually built the tavern was really immersive. Mm. See, my least favorite thing of playing The Sims was building the house. I love. That's my just, favorite like, part. No, I hated it, dude. I liked just uh, having my Sims do different things and seeing how the game mechanics work and everything. So he and likes I'm... to drown the baby in the pool. No, actually. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I just liked seeing how hard it was to like have this kid get a perfect grade or see how hard it was to make X amount of money. Spoilers. That sort of thing. Significantly easier than real life. Yeah. <laughs> when I play The Sims, I just I just um do some hacks to get unlimited money and then just make a mega base. Wait, that's Rimworld. I make a mega mansion. <laughs> mega Man, that's a that's a good video game series. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean that 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 sounds interesting. I, I I just I'm a little bit I guess the thing is I'm just a little bit perplexed by the fact that you're just like by your description, it sounds like you hated it. Yet you were excited to talk about it, and we're looking and are looking forward to updates. So I'm I'm a, I'm a little confused, but also intrigued. I guess um, I hate how much I like it. It 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 reminds me of my description of like Game Dev Tycoon when that came out. When I was just like, everything about this game is extremely boring, but I'm gonna play it for another 17 hours uh, <laughs> because it's like. On paper, everything about Game Dev Tycoon is the most uninteresting, boring game ever. Was that the like, one, like the mobile game? No, you're thinking of Game no. Dev Story. Game Dev Tycoon predates all of those. Game Dev Tycoon is like one of those really, like not really early, but like kind of was like the beginning of all of those games. Like all of the Game Dev Story and all those mobile games like came because of Game Dev Tycoon. Um wasn't so, it like 2011? I'm looking it up right now. 2013 was the Steam release, oh. but it was on their own website before that. Yeah, yeah I remember watching content creators I watched back then play it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, yep. I played this one. Yeah, this one I played on my phone, though. Yeah, they ported it to phones later, I think. I never owned it, but I played it on one of my friends' laptops when we were I had, like, a I loved this game. School. Yeah, I, I loved it, too. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. I have 45 hours in the thing, but I think I did that in, like, three days, and I don't think I've played it since. <laughs> and, like, 
there, there's there's a lot of things that I could sit down and look at Game Dev Tycoon and be like, this is bad, 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 this is bad. But like, I just kept playing it, kind of for the same reason that I kept playing, keep playing Cookie Clicker. <laughs> Notice how I changed kept to keep. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Um, Suey, how's the homework been? Uh, a lot. Uh, uh, so this week, I wasn't able to do all my weekend homework because I had gotten sick over the weekend. So I had asked for an extension, and then I had two days to write a seven and nine page essay. And then I have my normal workload on top of that, and I'm just like, just now starting to see the light of day. I feel they missed. Like. They missed an opportunity. The minimum number of pages should have been six. Then it would have been a very nice essay. Yeah. No, nope. it was seven to nine. I thought you said um, 79. <laughs> I mean, oh, that would have been a terrifying essay. To be honest, though, I only made six pages because it doesn't include the title page or the references. Oh, so it is a nice excited. essay. Huh? So it is a nice essay. Yeah, technically. Um, but I only actually got to six pages and... Uh, I was like 20 words off the word count and I was just mm -hmm. like, dude, I don't want to elaborate more. I'm so done. I'm just turning it in. <laughs> um, to to um, lift the veil a little bit here, we have this document that we follow while we're recording these. And Sui's games that she listed were school, homework, and a tiny bit of FFXIV. So uh, MMO talk, you have uh, 60 seconds to talk about the MMO. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just been farming money in the game to try and get to uh, be able to help my group, like my guild, it's called a free company in the game, get a like large house in the game, because why not? Hell yeah. Um, I've been, well, this morning I was playing a little game called Tile Cities. Um, so this is a game that's not officially out yet, but it's going to be coming out on Steam sometime in the next few weeks. Um, it's currently in beta. You can buy the game for three bucks, uh, through their website, tilecities or tilecitiesgame.com. And, uh, it is the side project of the developers of a game called Ostriv, um, which I'm probably butchering the name of, honestly. Um, but it's, uh, the developer is based out of Kharkiv, Ukraine. Um, so essentially their home is flat right now. Um, or being flattened um, by an invasion. So they're not able to work on their main game, which is Ostriv. Um, so instead of working on that, they've been you know, volunteering and doing what they can to help with the war effort, but also uh, they, they have their laptops and they're making this side project. So Tile Cities, uh, which I put up a video on this morning, is a uh, minimalistic city builder, kind of in the vein of something like a, a Dorf Romantic or... Um, like a mini metro. Um, it's very simple. It has no music. It's just some very basic sound effects, but uh, it's these beautiful board game like tiles and they have roads and um, they can have up to three colors on them. And there's four colors total. And if a tile has a color on it, it doesn't demand that thing because it already has it. Uh, but a blank tile has a demand, and then the demand shows up on a loading bar down in the bottom left. And so each time you place a tile, it increases the demands that you need. But if you match two tiles to get a tile next to another tile that has that resource, so say it, it, you put down a tile with a blue building on it, and then you put down a blank tile next to it, that blank tile won't require blue anymore. So you have to balance the resources while expanding your map 
and there's um, roads in the middle that connect uh, the different buildings together, and you have to try and keep your demands uh, as low as possible for as long as possible until it eventually overflows, and then the game's over and you get a score. Um, very simple puzzle city builder. There's also trains, which can double the points um, as well, but very simple minimalistic city builder um, that builds a beautiful-looking roadmap by the end of it. There's also a creative mode, and when you lose, you can just jump straight into creative mode with your city. So if you like the city that you're working on, you can just jump into creative mode. There's also saving and loading and everything, so you can save your cities. Uh, I wish I had a screenshot feature. That's like kind of my only real actual wish for it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a cute little town builder that's um, coming soon and hopefully uh, does well and keeps them afloat while they're unable to work on their main project. Uh, what did you compare it to? I heard you say mini metros, but did you say also? Uh, Dorf Romantic. Do I was going to say Dorf Romantic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, based okay. on your description. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I was in and out there trying to find a link for it. <laughs> it's it's not as here. I'll I'll I'll, I'll link the Twitter account for um the, this game uh, in the description of this podcast, but I'm also just going to put it in the chat so you two can see it right now. Is um, it is it totally inappropriate to be like? By the way, guess what's coming out this week? Dorf hmm. Romantic. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not totally inappropriate. I already have a video scheduled on my YouTube channel. <laughs> but um, I'm excited. Looking forward to talking about that game again, yeah. No, Me but, too. Um, I, I think that Minimalistic City Builders is kind of like a, not an underappreciated genre, but like kind of an up-and-coming genre, I guess. Like I, I love it. I'll just keep playing those as long as people make them. I mean, th this one, to be like, keep your expectations leveled. It is unfinished. Like, it's 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 a right. beta, and it, they're gonna it's going to take them like, a little bit more to kind of polish around the edges, and it's obviously not as fancy as uh, Adorf Romantic because it's been in development for like two months. <laughs> like it's not a, a, a very long time development thing, and they've been working on it in their spare time when they're not getting bombed. So it, it is what it is, but uh, I don't know. I played it for two hours this morning. It, it has that same kind of brain feel as like those uh, as Dorf Romantic, where you're like. Oh, matching the, tiles and everything. Yeah, you're just sitting there and you're matching away tiles. And then you look at the clock and like, I've been playing for an hour, really. I should record a video. Jeez. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's it, it's it's a fun little uh, concept for a game, and um, all it needs is some music, and it'll I'll play it for hours. Cool. I'll probably buy this one. It's, it's three bucks. <laughs> Um, also, if you buy if you buy the beta through their website, which is DRM free, you'll get a Steam key when the Steam version releases. Oh. So there's that. Um, Jess, talk to me about Terraformers. <laughs> I was actually going to say, oh, speaking of $3 games, I forgot oh, to put nice. one on my list. <laughs> that one, um, Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yes, my favorite game ever of last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just um, skip that one. Although I mean, I you can talk about I've, it I've if played you like want. 20 hours this week. <laughs> played? You mean you sat stationary and looked at pretty explosions on your screen for 20 hours this week? Move a little to the left, move a little to the right. Yeah, I mean, a, a bit more than that, but yeah, I, there's oh. been a lot of updates. I've had to re, 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 re hundred percent it. I haven't finished yet, but. I deleted that game from my Steam library. <laughs> <laughs> I never I, had it. As of right now, I have 43 hours. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's, it's, I like it. But anyways, Terraformers? Um, yeah. Okay, full disclosure, I was sponsored to play this one. I probably would have skipped over it if I hadn't been because I um, just 
generally am iffy about sci-fi-esque games for some weird reason that I can't quite figure out. But it's still a colony sim city builder resource management game, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm down to try it. And I'm glad I did. Uh, it just came out into early access yesterday. What day is it? Yeah, yesterday, the 21st. Day of recording, the 22nd here. Um, I was expecting something like Surviving Mars, but instead it's like a board game. It, it plays like a board game. And the... I, I don't really... I haven't really played a lot of the Mars builders because of my... For some weird reason, my aversion to Mars games, <laughs> sci-fi games, but it kind of reminds me of Per a little bit, like the the planet view. But I don't think they're really anything similar. I don't actually remember Per that much, but nobody does. It's fine, except <laughs> Kiri, I think. I like I can't remember anything about it except how much the um, the narration bugged me. <laughs> That's a good thing to remember, I guess. <laughs> so I I was kind of expecting like um I don't know like a game with moving parts really but this one is just like all the animations were non-existent they didn't really have any it was just um it's got like your your um planet view and then you have your city view and then you can move between them in like a webbed planet and so that's the only piece that moves in the game I, I pretty sure but it's turn-based so you have a set of actions you research when you start a turn which is really just draw cards into your hand that you hold you can hold up to a certain amount of cards which are all quote-unquote research projects they cost resources to play in your cities um, you can use an ability that your leader has and every like 20 years or something you have to change leaders and so they all come with an explore ability but then they have special abilities that they can perform based on their their specialty like one guy is like the global warming expert and he can raise the temperature of your planet because he's so good at fossil fuels and st <laughs> stuff like that we're already um, very good at that i can confirm <laughs> yeah I, I think his backstory is he's like a some, problem that we yeah, booted off the planet <laughs> he's some like mogul on earth that's just causing lots of issues but on mars that specific set of skills is very helpful when trying to terraform um <laughs> that's ironic <laughs> yeah so you can also use like any other abilities you've unlocked but as you play like you get more exploration actions and things like that and you can perform unlimited build actions assuming you've got the resources to build in your cities and also expand um and then Every turn, you gain or lose support based on how your Mars population views you. So if you if your support hits zero, like if your bank hits zero, you you lose. So I just I wasn't expecting this. So I really liked it because of this because it just it felt board gaming to me, and it's so nice because you can just you can just walk away from it and like nothing happens. It's great. So there's there's multiple scenarios that you can play. Like you can choose to accumulate points. You can try to unlock a certain number of mines. You can focus on terraforming. And overall, I don't. I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. It's got some issues, you know. Like it's kind of cluttered and it feels really unbalanced right now. But I feel like that's probably going to be tweaked as we go. 
Looking at it, it looks kind of like a weird combination of like almost a narrative adventure game and a bit of a 4X, but I haven't played it, so I can't really say. I That's kind of what I was expecting based on the description. It didn't play anything like what I, re <laughs> what I read in the description. I was expecting something completely different. Is Is there a lot of writing in this game? What do you mean, like text? Written yes. text to read? Yeah. How's the writing? Uh, it's been okay. There have been some spots where typos or things Ooh. were, like, um, I guess, written oddly. But for the most part, it's been all right. All right. Because, like, writing can sell me on a game like this. But um, if, it, if it's just all right and not, like, a standout portion, then probably a pass from me. But... Looks I don't know if I'm the, the person to judge that, though, like, if writing is good or not. Is the writing compelling and entertaining? If yes, then the writing is good. If no, then eh. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because at some point, I guess, I guess maybe not, because the, the events are really limited right now, and, like, their roadmap shows that they intend to add more events, but I kind of learned what all the pop-ups were and just hit, like, okay, next, 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 next just so I could, like, play my turn because I I knew what I was getting from... Gotcha. From, okay. From yep. the events. Right, that, that's unfortunate, but... I, I mean, it, the game is in early access, so I, I hope that it... Um, hope that they, they continue to work on it and it becomes something cool by the end of it. Um, I'm going to uh, talk about how much I love Shotgun King now. Um, so do either of you like chess? Okay. Uh, what if <laughs> you removed everything about chess that makes chess frustrating and, and boring? Okay. Removed all the pieces from your side of the board, but you just play as the king, the, the black king. And uh, some chess pieces spawn on the other side of the board, and you have a shotgun. That's 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 the game. It's shotgun king. So you're you're the well, king. I mean, you have me at you have a shotgun. And you have a shotgun. So it's <laughs> it's a it's a turn-based kind of uh roguelikey thing um where it, you start off and there's a couple pawns on the board, an enemy king and like a knight and a rook maybe. Um and you have to kill the king. That is your goal. You have to kill the enemy king. And when you kill the enemy king, lightning bolts come down and strike all the other pieces and they all explode. Um, this game won Ludum Dare 50, which is a 48-hour-long game jam, um, and is 6 bucks currently on Itch.io. I, I don't know if they're planning to release it anywhere else, but I liked it enough that I actually am now giving the developer uh, Punk Cake, P-U-N-K Cake, um, uh, $6 a month on a Canadian on Patreon, because once a month they put out a game, and you just get it for free, if you or included with your patron support if you have... If, if you're supporting them on Patreon, you get a couple dollars off, basically. Um, so it's it, it's it's possibly the most satisfying little roguelike-y thing that I've played in a while. Um, every cool. turn, every time you kill the, the enemy side, you clear the enemy half of the board, you get to pick uh, a power-up for you and a power-up for the other side, right? So this could be like, oh, you can shoot two shotgun shells before you have to reload and you reload by moving. Um, it could be uh, also whenever you kill a non-pawn enemy piece, you get to move as that piece for one turn. So 
you kill a knight, you, your next move, if you wanted it to be, when you choose to activate that power-up, um, you can move in a knight pattern. Or if it's a rook, you can move all the way across the map in a straight line. Or if you kill a queen, you can uh, move in the shape of a queen, etc. Um, power-ups can include uh, certain... Uh, or, or rather, uh, the, the perks that you can get in between each levels can be things like... Um, wider spread on your shotguns so you hit more enemy pieces but maybe it gives the enemy three extra pawns and pawns have another an extra hp or um it's an extra it's an extra ammo before you have to find a, a new an, or pick up an ammo spawn because ammo will start spawning on the board when you run out um when you you'll have more ammo before you need to respawn but it gives them an extra rook or maybe you'll you'll pick up a card that get that hurts the enemy king so instead of the enemy king having 10 hp only has 4 hp but they get an extra queen stuff like that um and then once you hit floor 10 every single floor after that uh because once you hit floor 10 your uh perks are maxed out 10 perks is the the um, maximum amount of perks you can have same with the enemy side Every single floor after that, it just spawns a random chess piece for their side. So the board just slowly fills up with white chess pieces, and you just have to snipe the king and hope for the best, basically. But by that point, you'll be comboing multiple moves together. So in one turn, you can move all the way across the board like a queen, jump like a knight, shoot across the board like a rook, and then snipe the king from behind. And it is extremely satisfying. It's not The runs are not super long. Like Getting to floor 15 takes maybe 20 minutes. But it is a very, 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 very satisfying little fun loop. And I am extremely enthused by it and really like it. <laughs> it looks cool. Sounds fun. So Steam says, is this game relevant to you? Similar to one game you've played. Vampire Survivors. 43 hours on record. <laughs> well, well you, you do know that Vampire Survivors um, is like, if you look at the, the, the uh, what's it called? Tags. It's tagged as like everything. So of course it's gonna, it's gonna just show up everywhere because it's a it's a non game. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, but yes, no. Um, for for me, I have Vampire Survivors and Nova Drift, which is like sure, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think that that relevant to you thing is particularly accurate. No, no I don't think so. Not. I just I just brought it up because it you know. Funny. But yeah, no. Uh, so it, it so Shotgun King. Another thing I should mention: it does have screen shake, but you can turn it off. And it uh, has like the this like CRT screen effect, but you can also turn that off. So uh, if you have problems with that stuff, you can just disable it all. But yeah, it, it's super it's super fun, um, especially when things start getting super crazy by the end of it. When there's like giant pieces on the board and other dumb dumb shenanigans, it's 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 good fun. Um, so uh, Jess, talk to me about uh, Solesta. Sorry, I was eating a carrot. How dare you? <laughs> okay. So last uh, Crown of the Magister. I was also sponsored to play this one. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I was sponsored to play the Lost Valley DLC. And so Lost is one that I wanted to play when it first came out, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I feel like the fun with this sort of game is the multiplayer aspect, which is what the Lost Valley DLC brings i think there it was a free update that brings multiplayer along with the lost valley dlc which brings new campaigns and a few other classes and whatnot but basically solasta is a crpg based on the rule set of dnd 5e um so i played a multiplayer game 
The Lost Valley, which is a new campaign for levels 1 through 12, and did not make it very far at all because I experienced so many issues with desync, and I was really I was really disappointed. But it, it still it still was a lot of fun. Like I am thinking actually, like in the back of my mind, that I might actually go back and play this on my own time and see if I can like maybe play with Solentre or something. The the shorter campaign style really appeals to me because I'm so overwhelmed with the idea, like there's just the sheer magnitude of Divinity or other, you know, CRPGs because they're just so long. And I just really like the idea of a short campaign. Yeah, I, I'm also turned off of very long CRPGs. It's kind of, I have the same problem with XCOM to a degree. Like, I, I immediately think about XCOM when I when I see this one because it's like, I don't know if I want to play a game for 80 hours. And then he, he says that as he has like almost a thousand hours in a single Dwarf Fortress save file. Um, but like, <laughs> there, there are certain types of games where I, I really want to just sit down and just eat this all for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next six weeks. And there's, there's certain types of games where it's like, can I just like, have a snack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I get that. Whenever so we- a good farming sim comes out, I'm like, all right, I'm fed for the next week or so. Siri, so why, why don't you just farm? <laughs> I and actually actually farming. Be fed. Like, no, no, no. I grew up with my dad having like this massive garden, and I did not enjoy it at all. I'm, but I'm I've the opposite. Loved farming games. I'm the opposite. I can't stand farming games, but I love farming in real life. Like getting my hands in dirt—it's the best. I'm gonna go work it. on an actual garden tomorrow, and I'm so excited. My <laughs> allergies always act up from random stuff. Take a, a a pill before you go outside. It's fine. Uh, no, I actually have to take a pill every day to survive. <laughs> That's part of life. Yes, yeah. we do need to go get me more antihistamines. I'm completely out. I, I had to go buy some antihistamines this morning because my, my allergies flared up this year for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, ah. that's cute. You only have to take them when you flare up. Yeah, because my I'm a normal person. My eyes shut if I stop. Yeah, well, I also die if I don't give myself five injections a day if, we're, if it's a contest. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, so Celesta, um, I... I have you had the chance to dig into any other parts of the game or just the multiplayer portion for the sponsored segment? Uh, just the sponsored segment. But like I said, I actually really want to go back and try again because I actually do enjoy D&D, mm-hmm. but only in small doses because I have a lot of trouble focusing on long campaigns. So I don't know. That's why I, I'm just really attracted to, to a shorter campaign. I also just kind of want to design some characters, like one or th- three. Yeah, the char- yeah. The character creation seems really robust. I mean, it's it's based off of D and D five E, so it better be. <laughs> you know, fun fact: I I purchased and installed Black Desert Online for like a dollar once because it was super duper cheap, just so I could design a character. I just wanted to mess around with that character creator, and I have like five hours in BDO, and it's just because I was messing around with this three D character model. Did Twitch actually make the character creation category? Did that actually happen? I thought that was an April Fool's Day joke. I thought so too, but then I heard that they actually did it. But I, just, I'm gonna check. Just, just go to just chatting. Who cares? <laughs> like, really, or the games category? I mean, that little fit. 
I don't think so. Aww. I typed in character creation and I got the little ghost bot thingy. I, this I page was, doesn't exist. I was really <laughs> excited for the fake um, silent reading category. Wait, that was a prank? Yeah, that was a prank. But I liked the chores one. I liked basically all the things that they announced and I don't know why it was a joke. See, here's the thing. You can do all of those things right now and just chatting and nobody will blink. Well, yeah. Yeah, but... And segmenting them out just means... in the character creator? Just, I don't know. Tags, maybe. Maybe we need a character customization tag. I should have I should have written down more I'm realizing that I should have written down more games because I played more games this week. I, I just thought that I, I'd, I'd keep my list short so I didn't pull an FG and talk for an hour and a half. but um, I, I think it's time for us to go to a break and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about news. How's that sound? A, a sounds good. Back in a sec. So then she's trying to steal my food. Hi. My name is Arch from Arch Play Stuff, and you're listening to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. I'm not on this one, but if you want to catch me live on Twitch, you can at twitch.tv slash archplaystuff. Happy listening. Hello, we are back. Welcome back to the Halcyon Frequency Podcast, episode 15, featuring me, Blind, Suey, and Wad Jess. Uh, anybody remember Terra Online? I first heard about it today. Really? Yeah. Sui, did you ever play Terra online? Wait, Sue boy, was Terra the game you were talking about? Apparently, okay. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. No, Sue boy's played it. I mean, it is Terra. <laughs> no, honestly, so I, I played Terra online um, at launch 10 years ago, apparently. Jeez. Um, and... The, the thing that I remember about Terra Online is that you could be really creepy little girl characters that are th also thousand-year-old ancient gods, but you can also play at, you could also play as like a, ha a giant hamster with a broadsword, which had the best attacking animation I've ever seen in a video game. It's like, imagine like this super fat Hamtoro hamster looking thing just like runs up to a giant gargoyle and just like slams it with a huge broadsword and then like swings it around over his head and it gets stuck in the ground behind him and he falls on his butt and stands back up and then just like slams his sword back into this thing. It's the greatest attacking animation ever and I, I, I enjoyed the like two months of it that I played, but um, it's shutting down. Uh, so the developer of this Blue Hole <clears throat> um, has uh, decided that they are going to end development of Terra Online. Uh, the game has had several publishers over the years. It was originally a paid subscription game, um, eventually has since moved to being completely free to play. Um, and you know, it, it's had its following. It, it's, it's kind of like Aeon Online. It, it, it came from the era of World of Warcraft killers that like none of them really com even competed. Um, it always kind of suffered from like kind of the Korean MMO problem of like, it's very grindy and hard to get anything done, but also like it, it always had its audience and it's, it's kind of sad to see games like this shutting down. Um, so the, the, the game itself still, still has a little bit of time left. So if you want to dive in and play your old character or like, um, uh, mess around with stuff, you do have until, uh, the 30th of June, 
to to get in there and play. Uh, all purchases will be deactivated on the 31st of May, and on the 30th of June, uh, all of Terra's servers will be activated. Will will be deactivated. Um, I have like this weird fascination of like watching live streams or logging into old MMOs on the day that they shut down, just because like a lot of people log in usually, and it's weird, but also kind of neat. So I don't know. Yeah, what happens exactly? Did to- it's like all the lights just go off. I, I've heard like stories about like when the Final Fantasy MMO shut down the first time, like they like blew the planet up or something, and like there yeah. was actually like an in-world animation. But I usually mm-hmm. just it's like disconnected, right? So I would expect this to be more of a disconnect kind of thing, not a uh, big in-game event. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I was playing Star Wars Galaxies when they shut the servers off for that, and that was just. We're all just kind of standing in a public spawn zone, and then people just started disappearing. And then I disconnected, and it was just kind of sad. Um, then we all went Aww. on to vent and played, like, League of Legends. I, no, not League of Legends. It would have been Heroes of New Earth, probably. I don't know. But, yeah, MMOs shutting down is always sad, because, like, it's liter- it's it's 10 years of a video game that a lot of people have put a lot of money and time into that is no longer playable. So it's kind of a sad story. But, um, Sui, do you want to take this kind of funny and less sad story? Yeah, so on 420, uh, Rimworld got to go to the Australian Review Board because previously it had been banned, I believe, because it wasn't able to be classified. Um, And they decided to classify it, so it's not banned anymore. It is now R18+, for high-impact themes and drug use. High like basically mature. Themes. Yeah, that's it's, like, yeah, it's am, uh, mature is R eighteen. Yeah, okay. A O is nine is nineteen plus, which means it's adult film basically. But so, um, only adults can buy it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That, that's kind of fair. That's the way it should be. <laughs> like, should should you let a sick like a fourteen year old buy RimWorld? I mean, I mean. Wait, wait, hold on. Give me a How second. How old were you when you bought RimWorld, Sui? I, I don't know. So when when I was I, that age, I was playing like Grand Theft Auto with like rocket launchers on the roof. Sure, but did you buy it? No, but my mom bought it for me. Okay, well, that's different. If your mom bought um, your RimWorld, then you're good because your mom bought it. Hold on. I'm seeing if I can find when I bought it. I, I have to look through my old purchase history to find oh it, though. Oh, gosh. Uh... But yeah, I, I I think that this 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 is this is good. Um, it, when when this happened, it, it it there was some bubbling up in the Dwarf Fortress community about this, and everybody just kind of rolled their eyes and locked the threads and just kind of moved on. Um, but um, it, it's it's good that it got unbanned. I, it's it's ludicrous that um, like yes, Rim Rimworld has some extremely edgy themes. Um, it it I, I I think we can all agree on that, right? Edgy. Like it, it's not even like mature it's just nonsensically goofy in places um and i i think that there's a lot of games on steam like that and the only ones that actually get noticed or in trouble are the ones that do well that people like and a lot of people like RimWorld, and it's a very well-made video game so people should be allowed to buy it and play it and that's kind of just all there really is to it i think um so it's nice to see that it's been uh properly classified now what? I was 18 when I got it. Okay, so see, you were an adult. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but I've looked back. I got it when I was 18. Wait, wait, or wait, 18 which plus. Which means we, we don't have to worry about anything to do with Hot Potato 2022, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, it's not like that's only a Australian thing and it doesn't matter in the U.S. or anything. Well, I... Yes, but, like, you know, a, a lot of people watch The Hot Potato and it, it might be a little bit weird promoting it, be, seeing something in Australia and it's like, well, that game's banned here. <laughs> but uh, here mm. I am watching it. Um, video games. You guys, it's, have it's you ever... Industry. Um, have, mm. you, have you ever what? I was. Uh, have you ever seen the Wiggles? Like, yeah, the Wiggles. <laughs> Those guys. But I can't talk about the hot potato without hearing the the Wiggles song. You know, like hot potato, hot potato. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. I can't think about the wig Wiggles without thinking about the pirate guy and his buttons lighting up and then smacking his buttons because he's pushing the magic button and then he teleports into different dimensions. There's a lot of drugs in the Wiggles and people don't realize that. I just only know the Hot Potato song. I was maybe about three years too old to watch the Wiggles and I was left in a very expensive camper that a friend of mine owned once watching the Wiggles while watching my friend's little brother while they did some, I don't even know what they were doing, but I remember just watching that and going, this is very strange. And I still yeah. feel that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I only Wiggles watched... was a bit too weird, so I decided I needed to watch the Teletubbies instead. So you know you have a problem when someone says, that was too weird. Let's watch the Teletubbies. <laughs> I also watched Teletubbies, but so it was because I babysat my friend's younger brother and he watched the Wiggles and Teletubbies. But I don't remember anything except the Hot Potato song. <laughs> well, I, w I wonder if they've ever done a rendition of Baby Shark. <laughs> I shouldn't look that up because that probably exists. Um... Now, next on ne next on the list, we have this very, very, very <laughs> uh, exciting, happy, positive topic. Uh, Nintendo a new report claims that Nintendo workers are underpaid and mistreated. Uh, this report comes in from the gamer. Essentially, um, it's <laughs> reading through this. It's 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 another one of those situations where um, in Nintendo of America, uh, they the okay. So I'm just gonna read this. The, this the beginning of this report on this uh, the gamer article um, earlier this week Nintendo of America came under fire after it emerged that it is being investigated for alleged union busting behavior and the industry giant has denied allegations and has said that it will cooperate with the investigation conducted by the National Labor Relations Board. Now, a new report has shed some light on these claims and points a picture of contract workers being mistreated, underpaid, and silenced from speaking out. Both uh, current and former employees have spoken out in a report from Kotaku published earlier today. Among many new claims, workers say that they make as little as $16 an hour and are left without work for months at a time in between projects, losing pay, healthcare, and healthcare benefits. And they also speak of a two-tier system at Nintendo with full time workers receiving pre pre preferential treatment over contractors. Uh, speaking to the publication, a full-time employee says it is rare to see a worker make at least $20 an hour at Nintendo. On top of this, contractors are said to receive few opportunities to be brought on full-time with little recognition, and some don't even have health insurance. 
Uh, in one of the most damning accounts uh, shared in the report, a QA worker, um, who, they, who they name here, uh, recounts that the time that she uh, slipped, recounts the time that she slipped on ice and hit her head at work, and when she began. And to have issues reading, uh, she went. Uh, she went to be seen at a clinic in the building. Despite uh, working on numerous projects and holding management duties at Nintendo, the clinic refused to treat her as she wasn't full time. Um, they even refused to let a coworker drive her to the hospital as they were full time, and it was apparently against company policy for a Nintendo employee to drive a contractor offsite. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That's all I have to say to that. Um, to which part? This sounds all, like the time when I was a contractor. <laughs> all of this. I, I did, Do either of you have anything you want to say on this? Or should I just um, ramble for 20 minutes? I don't know. Let me check what uh, where I've applied for jobs at. <laughs> I'm going to go cancel that <laughs> Nintendo application. When I read this, when I read this earlier, I, I didn't realize it was Nintendo of America because I, I just missed that. Me too. But it's Nintendo that, of America. Yep. Yeah. That, with that context, I think that this sadly just sounds normal. <laughs> this sounds like just a normal day for contractors here in the U.S. I I I would would you say it's a good thing that this is having light shined on it though? I'll I'll yes. be yeah. the kind of dark way that yes, labor I is mean, in the states. And... I think I, I yes because like. When I spend some time as a contractor, like I can account to them making horrible pay, no health care, and like months without just gaps where there would be no pay. Or like I would be paid extra in anticipation of gaps without pay and not having any benefits or luxuries that a full-time employee had. Just contractor life, which... I'm not saying is good. I'm glad that this is coming out into the open. I mean, like the scary part is we're still technically contractors, right? We're just contractors with Twitch, um, but yep. we at I mean... least have a lot of like um, self-governing uh, limitations, I guess. Like, like we we don't take orders from anybody; we just do what we want. So it's a pretty free position, but still. And and then Suey, like you know, you're you're actively like trying to find a job in this industry, so it's. I don't yeah, know. It's scary. I'm not really looking for contract work though. Like I'm mostly looking for a proper, you know, W two job. Good luck. Um. <laughs> hey, I got my first interview. Good for you. I, I did it yesterday, and I'm pretty sure I bombed it. But hey, at least you made waves. Better to bomb <laughs> it than to like belly flop it. Dude, it started out so good, and then she started <laughs> asking me questions, and I was like, because uh, mm -hmm. I just wasn't prepared to answer standard interview questions, because I didn't know what a standard interview question looks like. Yeah, but now you do, so the next one, you can prepare answers. Yeah, yeah. true. And plus, you've just done it, so now you've got the experience. Dude, I was so nervous the day before that I literally kept waking up with a stomach ache, like, and I was just a wreck, honestly. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, my, my heart goes out to 
any contract worker at Nintendo making $16 an hour. And I hope that more people continue to come forward with stories like this because they need to be seen and they need to be heard and pressure needs to be put on companies like Nintendo because, uh, frankly, I'm not allowed to swear on this show, so I will say that this is, like, absolutely hecking and unacceptable. And I, I hope that um, things improve because they need to. Because if they don't, I, this is a scary industry to be promoting um, if it treats its workers as consistently and terribly as this. So, Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, there's plenty of issues related to just, like, worker treatment. Just across the board but yeah contractors specifically just do not get treated very well and i don't know i i i wish all the best to you know everybody at raven software under activision blizzard who are in the process of trying to unionize and i hope that um we can see more actual unions to help these contractors get some actual assistance because messed up but that's about all that we have for the news uh this is shaping up to be a very short episode so uh, um give the listeners an hour of time to go look stuff up on their own and enjoy games yeah go 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 play some lovely games on this sunday that you're listening to this if you listen to this on the day that it releases and if you want us to have more to talk about at the end of these episodes go over to the discord the halcyon frequency discord and leave us a question it's been a little crickety in there recently and we need we need new flow so if you listen to the show and you want to ask us something it can be about games it can be detailed it can be simple it can be what's your favorite plushie i don't know i could talk about my teddy bear that i still own from when i was three um but uh Suey, do you want to tell people where they can find you and uh, what you do on the internet when you do stuff yes. on the internet? Yes, um, I am a content creator, big shocker, I know. Um, I'm only part-time, sadly, but that's because I am a full-time student. Um, Not much longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two more months, and then I get to uh, hopefully break out into the games industry as a producer, like, somewhere in the production field, hopefully. Um but we'll see. We'll see what kind of job I manage to land. Um, but yeah, you it's not a contracting me. job. <laughs> I'm hoping not contracting. Like, I'll take it if I if that's what I get first, though, because getting that first job, that's the hard part. Um. Anyway, you can find me over on Twitch at Suey S U W E Y. Then on Twitter at Suey Streams and YouTube, and it's just Suey as well there. And Jess? Um. <laughs> Where can people find you and who are you? <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> well, you're eating carrots. I know that much. Or you were eating no, carrots? No, I, I finished my carrots. Oh, no. No, you, you, you called on me and I had this moment where my mind went blank. Like, I forgot the question. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> who are you and what do you do on the internet? Where do people find you? <laughs> Oh, well, I'm Jess, and I play video games on the internet. Weird. Who does that? Yeah. Um, me, on, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash woe underscore Jess. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm pretty sure I also have an underscore there. You can find me on YouTube without the underscore. And you can also find my cat trying to steal my food as we speak. And um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm blind, and I'm very enthused by this coconut hair um product that i got recently that was on sale 
and everything in this room smells like coconut because of it. So um, uh, not sponsored in the slightest, but you should get coconut scented hair uh, conditioner because this is lovely. Anyway, um, my, my, my name is Blind. I, I stream video games on twitch.tv slash B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and I upload stuff to YouTube the rest of the time over at youtube.com slash B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L or uh, just look up Blind Dwarf Fortress and you'll find me. I play too much Dwarf Fortress. It's kind of a problem. If you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, you can find that over at halcyonfrequency.com uh, You can also find that on the YouTube channel Halcyon Frequency and uh, if you want to uh, leave us questions, you can do that on the Halcyon Frequency Discord. If you want to come check us out, where all of our links are available through that website as well. And if you want to, if the podcast is not available in a place that you like to listen to podcasts, DM me, reach out, tweet at me, something at BLINDIRL, and I'll make it appear there. And uh, I think that's pretty much everything for this episode. Nice short one, short and sweet, kept it concise. Clap. Well, that's exactly why it's so short because you just nailed that. Sorry, I, that's my cat trying to steal my food. I've only done this 14 <laughs> times. We're getting better. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode. We'll be back next Sunday with a new episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. If everything goes well, it'll be episode 16, because if it's episode 17, then somebody time-traveled. Thank you very much for Wait. listening to... What? It... Kiri's going to be on episode 17, right? Kiri should host episode 17. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should just have, like, six Kiris on for episode 17. Like, she should just talk to herself for... But record over herself what? multiple times have conversations with am, am i missing a joke here her favorite number is 17 and she was born on a 17th uh, yeah oh. it's, it's a thing um yeah we need to figure out something for that anyway thank you very much for listening to this episode of the halcyon frequency <laughs> podcast and we'll you'll hear us again next week uh, this is where we harmonize a goodbye so it's just say good start saying goodbye now um bye <laughs> bye, bye. I, I I started to. I almost hung up the call again. <laughs> Just like I say bye, that means hit hit, hit disconnect button. <laughs> <laughs>